0: Free animal abuse! It's absolute hellhole. All the dogs here are gonna die.
1: Dogs, otherwise known as man's best friend, a phrase used to refer to their millennia-long history of close relations, loyalty, friendship, and companionship with humans. The UK in particular is often self-categorised as a nation of dog lovers. Big, small, fluffy, or trim, there's a dog out there for everyone. But what if I told you that a firm, family favourite breed of dog was bred on a mass puppy mill-like scale for the experimentation purposes of the vivisection industry? On location in Whitton, Cambridgeshire, thousands of beagles are bred every year to fulfil experimentation purposes. Beagles are forced to produce litter after litter in barren cages whilst puppies are confined to these cages until they reach around 12 weeks when they are shipped off to labs to be experimented on, and die. The Home Office does not collect or allow the public to know any information on the procedures, statistics and welfare standards of what goes on inside the Cambridgeshire facility. All we have is undercover camera footage from protesters and the knowledge that if the government would rather not talk about it, then there's one thing we know from history, it's that the government avoidance implies something very sinister is going on indeed. Episode 4. Terrorists or Activists? When you think of an animal rights activist, what springs to mind? Demonstrations, outcry, protests, maybe even acts of vandalism. When you think of scientists, however, a more balanced and rational image comes to mind. This is all due to how both are perceived in the mainstream media. Most of us won't meet a scientist in everyday life, but many people will also not be involved with animal rights protests, All we see is what the press choose to report on. Animal rights activists have often been depicted as extremists, radical individuals who prioritise animal lives over human welfare. They are portrayed as aggressive, irrational and willing to resort to illegal activities to achieve their goals. These stereotypes not only undermine the legitimacy of their cause, but also discourage open dialogue and understanding. In many TV interviews and debates, animal activists are shut down by the debating opponent, as the activist is usually seen as over-emotional with falsified stats, whereas the stats given are nearly always easily backed up through outsourced statistics that are available for almost anyone to see publicly. And um, so what we're really trying to do is um, ask a big
2: question about, is the way that we're treating animals in this country in line with our values? We say we're a nation of animal lovers, and yet we're seeing a billion um, animals in the food system die every year in the UK and we're also seeing a horse die every other day
1: in British racing and I'd a- like to ask Nick because you know we've been trying to get an answer um, from the jockeys I'll club He's right there. yeah we've been trying to get an answer from the jockeys club um and they haven't been in an interview the club, yeah. yeah exactly um do you think it's acceptable that a horse dies every other day in British racing and if this was a jockey dying every other day in British racing I believe it'd be a completely different conversation give him a chance or, to answer very quickly because we're running out of time
0: although what I know is that there are 90,000 individual runners every year in races and that 99.8% of those runners come back to their stables completely safe and sound. Do you You think cannot, it's acceptable, al- you cannot eliminate…
1: In countless pop culture and media depictions, animal rights activists are viewed as weirdos who go against the norm. Hippies with no humour who are looking to kick up a fuss. Pop culture staples from South Park to How I Met Your Mother to even shows like Six Feet Under have used animal rights and those concerned for animal welfare as a go-to target to poke fun at.
2: Don't worry we'll free you.
1: Just sit still for a moment.
2: Oh thank god. Get off of him you filthy human. Poor thing needs water.
1: You're safe
2: now. Shame on you making this horse your slave. Come, you can live with us. We will give you food and shelter. What about me? Open the gate! This poor creature's in need of food and water.
0: You have a home here, friend.
2: The kid
0: wants to stay too.
2: I was put on the horse. I didn't want to ride it.
0: We don't normally allow outsiders. You see, here we live in harmony with animals. They're not our pets, but our fellow living beings. We work with the animals and try to live as they do. We make friends with the animals, we coexist, and we intermarry. This is my wife, Janice. The outside world looks down on a man marrying a llama, but our love knows no boundaries.
1: But how has the media's portrayal impacted public perception of animal rights activists, specifically in the context of animal testing? The media's portrayal has significant implications. By focusing on the perceived extremism of animal rights activists, the media diverts attention from the ethical and scientific issues surrounding animal testing. This portrayal often leads to polarisation of views, painting animal rights activists as adversaries rather than individuals advocating for important changes in our society that affect us all and the world we inhabit. Consequently, public discourse on the topic becomes polarised, making it difficult to find common ground and explore conversations on the alternative options available to us.
0: Which of the following high street brands use animals to test the cosmetic products they sell in the UK stores? Tesco's, Sainsbury's, Boots, The Body Shop, Lush, or none of these. Answer as many as you wish. Okay, I'd say all of them apart from Lush.
1: Lush, definitely. Maybe the, actually all of them. I don't know, but I would guess Sainsbury's, Boots and Tesco. I'd say all of them.
0: I don't think Body Shop does, um, and I'm not too sure about Lush. I don't think they do either, but I would suspect Tesco, Sainsbury's and Boots.
2: Yeah, I have to agree with you. Yeah.
0: I would assume none. I would have thought all of them do, don't they?
1: I'm going to go from that list, Tesco only. In many cases, the media selectively focuses on the actions of a minority of activists rather than representing the diverse range of individuals and organisations that work for animal rights. For instance... Incidents of property damage or acts of violence by a small number of extremists are amplified, overshadowing the peaceful protests and educational efforts undertaken by the majority of animal rights activists.
0: Animal rights extremists have been busy this year, smashing up butcher shops, destroying traps on estates and persecuting gamekeepers until they quit. Websites like Unoffensive Animal catalogued the carnage, subtly cheering on attacks on businesses involving meat. Butchers are a good easy target, because people finish at night and go home. And the stories in there of of smashing windows. I mean, it's childish, childish stuff you can see. This is people's livelihoods and this is, you know, jobs. At the same time, it's suffered setbacks. Police forced its website and another animal rights website, Innocent Badger, off UK servers for illegal activity. Unoffensive An Animal has come up with a low-tech solution to state censorship, paper. Issue one of a new printed magazine, Wildfire is a terrorist handbook, showing how to smash traps in the windows of butcher shops, release livestock and chop down high seats. Former Metropolitan Policeman turned investigator Ian Jensen says it harks back to the animal rights movements of the 1980s and 90s.
1: This skewed portrayal reinforces the perception of extremism and disregards the genuine concerns surrounding animal testing. But the media is consistently tapped out of welfare issues. They might report on a pet owner who neglected their animals or go with the wave of uproar such as when the Met Police recently shot two pet dogs dead.
0: Police have defended their handling of an incident in which two dogs were shot dead and a man tasered. The Met Police said it was called just after 5pm on Sunday to reports of a woman being attacked by a dog in East London. Footage on social media shows a man holding two dogs before he was tasered and the dogs shot. So was this just the police doing their job or needless animal cruelty? Well, it's really hard to watch, Mark. Uh, I was heartbroken I think I'm still affected by it, and I think a lot of people who saw it are as well. Mm. And I was at a vigil last night with a couple of hundred people who came down to Scotland Yard to express, to mourn, and to express their upset and heartbreak at this incident.
1: But often, news outlets fail to acknowledge the welfare issues behind the acts that have happened. For example, in 1998, The Guardian reported that activists free 8,000 mink. The article went on to say that more than 2,000 mink were roaming the Staffordshire countryside last night after 8,000 were released at a fur farm by animal rights activists early yesterday. They specifically went on to describe the incidents as an attack. It went on to say that the farmer had found the cages opened with bolt cutters and said, This is not animal rights. This is animal cruelty. These people are terrorists. This is a key example of an underreported incident. Whether people agree or disagree with the freeing of the mink in this case, what has been glossed over is the fact that there were enough mink to release on that scale in the first place or even they were being kept in cages, probably, I'm guessing, to fuel the fur industry. The Animal Liberation Front says, this action gives mink a fighting chance of survival, rather than a miserable existence ending in death by gas or electrocution. But can media outlets shift their portrayal to foster a more balanced and informed understanding of animal rights activists and animal testing. It's crucial for media outlets to provide a platform for open dialogue and present a diverse range of perspectives on animal testing. By engaging with activists, scientists, policymakers, and industry representatives, the media can facilitate meaningful conversations that explore ethical, scientific and societal implications of animal testing. Providing context, presenting accurate information and highlighting success stories in alternative methods to animal testing can help viewers and readers develop a more nuanced understanding of the issue. But instead, what tends to happen is the media coverage of animal rights activism often lacks context and sensationalises events to generate attention-grabbing headlines. This can result in a skewed or incomplete portrayal of the issues and fail to provide a balanced perspective. Many often refer to activists as terrorists, including media outlets, which sensationalises animal activism and unfairly labels activists as terrorists. This misinterpretation and misrepresentation stems from a lack of understanding and a tendency to focus on a few isolated incidents rather than a broader scope of animal rights advocacy.
0: We haven't labeled this terrorist and it's shocking because we're just a bunch of people volunteer at dog and cat shelters and really love animals.
1: Some of these terrorist labels may be in response to past DXE actions. In May of 2018, Wayne was indicted with multiple felony charges after breaking into a pig farm in Utah to document living conditions. He removed two piglets from the property. These charges could send Wayne to prison for 60 years if he's convicted. So you are facing pretty much the rest of your life in
2: prison. Yeah. And you're still going to participate in this open rescue tomorrow? Yeah. Why?
0: For most of the past 20 years of my life as an animal rights activist, I've thought to myself that there will come a time where you have to make some sacrifices to bring exposure to this issue, and you have to be ready to make those sacrifices, and I am.
1: Animal activism encompasses a wide range of activities, including peaceful protests, advocacy campaigns, public education, and lobbying for legislative change. The majority of animal activists are dedicated individuals who use non-violent means to promote awareness, compassion and ethical treatment of animals. It's not uncommon to encounter graphic imagery and videos used by rights activists to expose the harsh realities of animal suffering in various industries, including scientific research. On the other hand, Research organisations tend to employ clinical and curated imagery that paints a picture of high welfare and minimal harm to animals. This stark contrast of representation has significant implications. It stems from the differing objectives of both parties. Some animal rights activists aim to shock and awaken the public to the often distressing conditions animals face in research settings. They believe that graphic imagery is necessary to ignite compassion and prompt action. However, research organizations prefer to present curated imagery that highlights clean and controlled laboratory environments, showcasing animals in seemingly favorable conditions. This approach is driven by a desire to maintain public trust and support for their scientific endeavors. How does this clash of imagery affect the public and users? Graphic imagery can be emotionally powerful and spur immediate reactions. However, it may also create desensitisation or even backlash among some individuals. On the other hand, clinical imagery can create a full sense of reassurance, potentially shielding the public from the full reality of animal welfare concerns in research it can create confusion and mistrust among the public. When faced with opposing visuals, individuals may struggle to discern the truth and form informed opinions. This can lead to scepticism and potentially hinder constructive dialogues about the ethical considerations surrounding animal research. Many argue that open and transparent communication is crucial for both animal rights activists and research organisations. Providing accurate information alongside the imagery and fostering constructive conversations about animal welfare can help bridge the gap between these contrasting perspectives. But thanks to social media, there is also a new wave of animal activism coming to the forefront. This style of activism is based around self-sacrifice, compassion and the idea that it's not illegal to care about animals. Despite laws to replace and reduce animal testing, over half a million more animals are used in cruel and unnecessary research.
2: So on the 20th of December, I rescued as many beautiful beagle puppies as I could from a life of hell. After ensuring the dogs were safe, I remained at the scene to await arrest with the intention to stand before a jury.
1: They are now living happy lives with loving families. I am putting it in the hands of the people to look at me and to say that if they see a burglar or a dog rescuer to determine
0: if I should be free or sent to prison.
2: A jury have the power and the right to find us not guilty. By finding us innocent, they will be finding the animal testing industry guilty. This trial will not be about us. It will be about taking animal tests into trial.
1: A lot of science-based blogs and websites share articles about their feelings on animal protesters. For example, thescientist.com published an article titled, Time to Take Animal Rights Harassment More Seriously. It stated in the article that the animal research community needs to embark on a broad public education campaign Americans deserve a fundamental understanding of how the biomedical research process works, how humans and animals directly benefit, and who will be hurt if we prematurely phase our animal studies. We also need to counter the flood of animal rights propaganda that fuels rising levels of hatred and anger. But what could happen if animal rights and scientists came together? Insert clip. Although their approaches may differ, both scientific researchers and animal rights activists share a common goal – to advance human knowledge and improve the welfare of animals. By recognising and focusing on this shared objective, they could establish a foundation for collaboration. Animal rights activists have long advocated for the reduction and replacement of animal testing in research. Simultaneously, scientific researchers are increasingly recognising the limitations and ethical concerns associated with animal experimentation. By collaborating, these two groups can work together to accelerate the adoption of non-animal methods such as in vitro testing and microdosing techniques. Animal rights activists bring a strong ethical perspective to the table, challenging the use of animals in research. By working together with scientific researchers, they can raise awareness about the ethical implications of animal experimentation and push for greater transparency and accountability in research practices. This collaboration can foster a more consensuous and compassionate scientific community. But what could happen if animal rights and scientists come together? With dismounting ethical concerns and advancements in technology, the scientific community is increasingly acknowledging the limitations of animal testing. These animal rights activists, who are often so mocked by the public and the media, have long advocated for alternatives, citing animal welfare concerns and the need for more accurate, relevant and humane research methods.
2: And why do I believe in the power of alternatives? Well. I grew up with photos of mouse brains all around my house. My father is a pediatric oncologist and constantly leaving his research open on the family computer or on the dining room table. Obviously, my father and I have an interesting dynamic. We have both made great strides in the areas that we feel passionate about. For him, fighting cancer, and for me, fighting animal oppression. And I know we will continue to fight for these things until the day that we die. But what does this mean for our everyday interactions? How do we relate when our interests are so seemingly pitted against one another? We came to the answer recently. We came to the conclusion that there is an urgent and pressing need for the funding and development of alternatives. And we need more effective research models. Currently, 9 out of 10 drugs that proved effective in animal models failed in human clinical trials. My hope is that scientists and activists will come together to show the world that animal activism can be scientific progress, and that through these efforts, such reliable alternatives will be created that the FDA will not require animal testing or research under any circumstances.
1: Finally, it's starting to look like big organizations are joining forces to champion this cause. The annual Oxford Animal Ethics Summer School, organised by the Oxford Centre for Animal Ethics in partnership with Cruelty Free International, serves as a platform for researchers, scholars and activists to explore and discuss the ethical dimensions of animal use in various fields, including scientific research. The focus on non-animal research methods is a central theme of this event highlighting the potential for more effective and ethical scientific practices.
0: In 1947, Oxford Don, C.S. Lewis, once remarked that it was the rarest thing in the world to hear a rational discussion of vivisection, or as we would call it today, animal experimentation. Well, at this summer school we are trying to do what seemed impossible, at least impossibly rare, to C.S. Lewis. We have tried to have a rational debate on the use of animals in research. And this has been the subject of much debate at this year's summer school. Cruelty Free International has partnered with the Oxford Centre for Animal Ethics because we think it's really important to put the issue of animal experiments at the centre of the moral agenda. One of the things that also concerns us is that people can be progressive about a whole range of other values, but animal experimentation gets left off the agenda. It was important for us as Cruelty Free International to partner with the Oxford Centre for Animal Ethics because we wanted to work with the leading thinkers in the world. We didn't influence the outcome of the report, but what we're particularly delighted to see is that the leading academics that have put this piece of work together have said very clearly that animal experimentation is morally unacceptable.
1: The collaboration between the Oxford Centre for Animal Ethics and Cruelty Free International demonstrates a commitment to fostering dialogue and bringing together diverse perspectives. This partnership encourages open discussions about the advantages of non-animal research methods and explores ways to accelerate their adoption. (music) Through their joint efforts, the Oxford Centre for Animal Ethics and Cruelty Free International are playing a crucial role in shaping policy and legislation related to non-animal research methods. Their advocacy and research contribute to the growing body of evidence that supports the efficacy and validity of alternative methods, influencing decision-makers to consider policy changes that prioritise non-animal research approaches. By spreading knowledge, facilitating networking opportunities, and fostering collaboration, people can be inspired to take action and implement non-animal research methods in their respective fields. This ripple effect has the potential to transform scientific research practices on a larger scale, but it needs to keep moving. As more big organizations join this cause, The momentum for change grows, bringing us closer to a future where non-animal research methods are embraced as the norm. Through continued collaboration, dialogue and education, we can forge a more compassionate and scientifically advanced path forward without poking fun at animal advocacy. you've been listening to, at what cost, Puppy Mills, Animal Testing and MBR Acres. Please leave a review and rating and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast.
0: There is a place that is hidden out of sight. Well, a suffer and no one
2: sees their plight
1: All information and sources are linked in the description.